I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. What's going on, Travis? How you doing today? Howdy. Uh, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. You know, life is life. Stuck inside, but uh, that's all right. It all continues, and... Uh, that is the nature of the times we are in. It is indeed. We're still rolling things and talking about things. That's what we're here to do. That's what we do here on Undesign. Um, I did roll a thing today, and it was, what ip would you most like to see made into an RPG? That is, in fact, what you rolled. Uh, so, obviously, the easy answer is Ip Man. Uh, Ip Man. Because so, and there's been three of them. So, I think we're good. That's undesigned. All right. See you later, later everybody. Okay. Da ha ha. Funny joke aside. No, obviously, we're talking about IPs today, right? So, I don't know that I need to unpack this one. This one's pretty obvious. Like, the there are a lot of IPs out there. And often they get turned into role-playing games that yeah. allow you to play within that world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can think of many, many of these that exist off the top of my head. Uh, generally, you, if you take like the best shows or, or movies or pop culture phenomenons, uh, going back, you had, say, the uh, various incarnations of the Marvel RPG or the Star yeah. Wars RPG. You have Battlestar Galactica RPGs yep. and uh, Buffy, the Vampire, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Yep, that's yep. where I was going. I was like, yep, Buffy's out there. All right. Exactly. So, so that's Everybody what we're talking about. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, we're, yeah, we're talking about what IP would you most like to see made into an RPG. Okay, yeah. No, you don't have to unpack that. I mean, it's fairly simple. It's very straightforward. It's very rare to see that in the table, so I'm, I'm glad you hit a couple of those. Um, <laughs> almost all of them have to be explained couple low-hanging fruits yeah sure absolutely. yeah this one's a little easier a little, little easier to grasp so i'll tell you where my mind goes immediately when i start thinking about personally when i start thinking about like what ips i, I would like to see made into an rpg like there's a there's kind of a i'll call it a, a a very specific genre all right okay of of things that i would like to see turned into an rpg and that is saturday morning cartoons from the 80s and 90s um okay. almost all of like there, there are just so many cartoons with such a, such great stuff to draw from, right? So, so there's like stuff like Cadillacs and dinosaurs, okay? Sure. Um, which would make an epic game, right? That would be, just be awesome, um, where where you have you know shiny cool cars and lots of guns and you, there's dinosaurs and you're fighting stuff or whatever. You could build all kinds of great stuff around that, okay? Nice. Like that that that's easy. Like Gem and the Holograms. How about that? How about a Gem and the Holograms RPG, right? Where, where you, you build a little, a little pop band or whatever that turns into superheroes at night or whatever, something like that? Uh, that sounds amazing. I'm completely on board with that, and yes. Yes. So, so Saturday morning cartoons bring me in. Also, I think, like, anime brings me in. I think my biggest example, like, like when we rolled this up, I was like, okay, what do I want to see in an RPG? The, the, the number one answer that came to my mind was Cowboy Bebop, okay? Sure. Um, because because of a couple of reasons. One, Cowboy Bebop had amazing music, okay, yes. which allows for you to incorporate that into your games. And I've always loved incorporating music into my games. All right. Uh, I love to have soundtracks in the background of my games and things like that, and being able to switch things up when when tense moments happen and things like that. And Cowboy Bebop, Bebop had such a depth of music available within its overall overarching storylines. 
um, that it just allows you to do what you want to play with music however you like in your games and just do crazy stuff with it. Yeah. Um, also, it's science fiction, which is, uh, as you know, is one of my favorite things. I love science fiction. Um, it's kind of um, space mercenary-ish, right? Sure. So you can like build a small team of ragtag whatevers to go do stuff in this big, vast, open open universe of, of things to do, although I think Cowboy Bebop only took place in like one in the solar system, right? So Yes, not, it was in the solar system, yeah. It's not as vast as some science fiction, but it's it's out it's out there. It's big. And um you it it has it hits all the points of both cyberpunk and space opera, which are my favorite things. And Western. And, and Western. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And noir. And noir. Like there's so so many great subjects to delve into, which allows you like freedom from game to game to literally switch up like what you're doing and how you're doing it and what the tone the the feeling of it all is, because you can do an episode episodic like like game where you know you take one character at a time and go through their stories little bits at a time until they all come together from all these different different places and um all, thematically different places not necessarily just you know like physically different places but thematically different places and bring it together to weave a really really cool story um and and like it's just it just feels like there's so it's so deep there's so much to draw from there's so much stuff to do um i could think of countless stories to do within the cowboy bebop universe oh yeah and, yeah yeah absolutely and and there's and and that's and that's just the surface of it, really, because because it's so open open for exploration. Um, so so okay, that that's that's my my big example. What do you think? I think that's an amazing idea. I don't know that I I have anything better than that. Like you might have just won this right, like just slam dunked this one right off the top of the the, the podcast, Bebop. my friend. Yeah, because we know there's other cowboys right like there's a thing they there's a there's a show about bounty hunting right. that's on their their space tv a big part of the universe right right and you know you encounter other other uh bounty hunters throughout the, the show right there are criminal factions there are police factions yep. there are governmental factions there are activist factions yeah exactly it's got a wonderful uh it, it has a sort of i hate to use this word god this is a terrible uh -huh. word but it has this sort of grittiness to it, right? It where, certainly has grit, yes. Where the, especially the crew of the Bebop as portrayed in the show, they're always one bounty away from just being destitute, right? Yeah, they're, they're always talking about how, how, how everyone's always hungry. There's never any meat. All they ever get is like noodles or, or, or you know, whatever. Or famously mushrooms, yes. Mushrooms, yes. Right. Uh, and they so always, they they always they always come to the conclusion conclusion of of something and never get paid. Yeah, right, right. I think that it's such a good idea because you can just picture how that game would feel to play it. Right, where you've where you've got the different types of characters even represented in the show. Right, the more the criminal, the hacker the sort of martial artist zen master the ex-cop the four yeah. characters of the show but you could structure uh just looking at all the npcs and stuff that you see in the world the, the non-protagonists i guess is what i mean by that yeah um there's so many other interesting roles like the witch doctor shamans that are there that are yeah. telling the story there's uh, spiritualism involved absolutely yeah yes the the truck driver episode from Heavy Metal Queen, right? Mm -hmm. Of like 
the shipping and stuff like that. Scientists and researchers and drug runners and uh, just like an unbelievable amount of richness to that world is sketched out in the the obviously short, beautiful and perfect run of that show. Oh, right. I should I guess I should have been. That's an anime. Right. And it was from the late 90s, early yeah, 2000s. Correct. Yep. One, one yeah. season, one perfect perfect season of well I, I guess technically that's two, two. series two in, series in one, japan because they're yeah. show whatever yeah. we we would it's an amount of episodes that would be one season of a show in the u.s it is right. two it's seasons like 26 or something yeah yeah exactly and uh but yes that is technically two series uh two series in a movie i suppose because there is also cowboy bebop the movie uh and they are so perfect and so beautiful. I love your point about music. I too love to, I, when I run my, my marathons, uh, the first thing I do actually is go and collect a bunch of music for that marathon. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think what's the tone of this and I collect like a bass soundtrack. And then as I write it, I'll add more songs. If I need, like I need a particular mood, but I'll create 10 or 12 or 15 songs yeah. that I think capture the, the sort of overall tone of this particular game I'm running, right? And I think music is so powerful in in RPGs, and you're absolutely right that it was a just a quintessential it's part of the show uh, in setting the overall feeling and tone of the of the episodes. Like when they went noir, it would get jazzy, right, and get mm-hmm. smooth and 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 quiet and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I I'm shocked that one's never been made into a RPG. But I, I agree. I searched it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Apparently, there was like some kind of little knockoff thing some years ago. But no one's ever made like a real official. I I don't, I don't think it's ever been released. RPG. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's I, it's it's an it's a bit overlooked. I think. Yeah, I I wonder if that's just because the right. Because one of my one of my other thoughts was Bubblegum Crisis, but I know there's been Bubblegum Crisis like RPGs, has been done. Yeah, there has. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, Cowboy Bebop's got to have been done, right? No, it hasn't been done. That's amazing, and uh, yeah, I mean, BGC would have been the top one if it didn't already exist. You know, I I can't because Bubblegum I, Crisis is the other great anime, right? It's just a great anime. It's I will openly admit I love everything about Bubblegum Crisis. Twenty thirty two. We should clarify we're talking Correct. about. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not 2040. Uh, and or we would also accept AD police files. That's fine. What the we, hell? AD police. Yes. Uh, but no, Bebop is a, that is a stellar answer. Your point about the early 80s cartoons, like, and there is some that have been out there, like, you know, Thundercats or things like that might be low-hanging mm-hmm. fruit. Some mm-hmm. of these yeah, have Masters been sort of. the universe has been done, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Some of these have been already tangentially made. Well, like Silverhawks, into... you know, something like that. Silverhawks would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Saber Rider a... and the Star Spirits, whatever. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But yeah, like that whole, honestly, the way to do that wouldn't be, I think you, I think you, so let's, you, you've just, you've dropped two just A plus gold star, uh, two thumbs enthusiastically way up ideas because the way to do it, and and this almost feels like it has to exist. I'm going to literally Google this right now as we're talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feel uh, free, my friend. We can always cut it out. Yeah, it's fine. We're not going to. Uh, I almost can't believe there's not a generic 80s cartoon RPG. Right, 80s cartoons, the game. Right. Because, yeah. like, they, they, you know, they have, like, There's tunes. so many of these, like... Um, 
kitchen sink cartoons, right? Yeah, yeah. Stuff like, that dude. stuff that felt like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it wasn't. It was like SWAT cats and cops sure. fighting crime in a future time. Right, Street that's sharks. a game. Yeah. It Street just, sharks is a game. Absolutely. I, I mean, that was. I think it was a Super Nintendo game, but it wasn't an RPG. Right. It just feels like the easy answer here would be you would roll them up into one generic RPG that had like different kind of settings or levers you would pull. And suddenly you're playing like Thundercats or the Herculoids or, you know, any of those that mm-hmm. the Thunder or the Barbarian, all of those kind of have this similar feeling, right? Uh, that's or, certainly an interesting, interesting application. I, mean, I think I mean, that, that would be fun to have to have like, you know, some kind of universal system for it. But um, I'm, I'm sure they could all stand on their own, too, is, is, sure. is, is what, I, what I'm sure of. Like, you can build that stuff out. Now, of course, a lot of it's maybe a little too innocent for mature gamers. Um, but you can fix that. You know, you can change things. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, you could not do the cartoon series version. You could do the comics version, right? Yeah. That, yeah, like yeah. You, could do, you could do that to any game, right? Or any, right. any, any car- Saturday morning cartoon. You could, you could, you could adult, adult it a bit. Yeah, it just it feels like that's such a, a ripe area where you could either have them stand on their own or do a roll up where you could do, you know, like you could get nitty gritty with one of them. Right. Where you mm-hmm. really deep dive into the the texture of the show. I actually uh, think a lot of them are like <clears throat> you could take you could take like like current cards. I don't know. Is there a Steven Universe RPG? I have no idea. I never looked it up. Um, but if there's not, like, you could play Steve, a Steven Universe game, like, with your kids. Like, you could actually do that. If, if you if you were someone who had kids, that's a game that would that would transcend. Yeah, 100%. Because and that, I, I think that would go for any of those 80s cartoons, too, you know? Like, you yes. could make those into games and then be like, hey, you want to watch the cartoon, too? You know? And, and you could play that stuff with your kids if you got kids. Well, and because a lot of them are now cross-generational. A lot of the ones right. we're talking about, not all of them, certainly not like Silverhawks and stuff like that, but... Uh, you know, Thundercats and uh, He-Man and Transformers and all of those have continued. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you mentioned that. All of those have continued to the present day, right? They've had many iterations uh, over time of of those series. So, like, they're they're now multi generational successes, right? Right. I mean, there's so much Transformers stuff still. So. Oh my God! Yes. Uh, so, I mean, like, it just, it does read like one of those things that just kind of feels like, yeah, that's, that could be a slam dunk. But though, Travis, those are two stellar ideas. Mine are going to seem so, we are ending on a weak note here. Uh-oh. All right. But, but that's okay. I don't I'll, know about that. Let, let's, let's just, let's just hear what you had in mind. Okay. So I went to the world of books because there's a lot of like okay. series out there. Yes. That. A much more mature option. So I apologize. For no, no, not at all. Stuff. It's, you know, the, 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 it's almost like the transition will often be, it's a book and then somebody options it and makes it into a movie or a television show. And then it can, then it can travel back around to be an RPG back around to being a book. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Guaranteed that's happened lots of times. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And so my, it's funny because if we had been recording this, I don't know, X months ago or earlier in the, in the, the run of our show, my honest answer would have been Age of Sigmar, would have been Warhammer Age of Sigmar, mm, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, because that's a big IP that I am heavily invested in, and there was no role-playing game for it. Now, as of this recording, when we're recording this, we're actually like, the this Ding last week, bong. the RPG released. So, okay, great. So that one's done. Kudos for that, boys. Good job. 
There you go. Got it. Got it out right in time. Finally got it's it done. To, yeah. Yeah. To roll this number. It's pretty, you ironic. know, I imagine there are a ton of like Warhammer related IPs that would make great RPGs though. So sure. Like there's and a I, lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of lore there and like history there to build off of. Yes. And so instead I went into like book series that I've enjoyed, but that I, I, and I think would be, uh, that have, what do I want to say? Like, enough gas in the tank to be a world worth exploring through the RPG. Cause I think that's the relevant part here, right? Mm-hmm. Is the story, is the world big enough that like, that you can go beyond the individual characters and what you read in the book or saw in the movie or watched on the show that you can picture that there's a hundred, a thousand, 10,000 other stories right, to happening be there, yeah. to be. Yeah, exactly. So, and I picked two that I particularly uh, enjoyed. So the first one is the Jacqueline, Jacqueline, I don't know how you say it, series, but it starts with The Court of the Air. So it's a book series by Stephen Hunt. Uh, it's somewhat steampunky, but it's also somewhat sci-fi-y and somewhat, <laughs> uh, okay. it, like, the whole third book, which is really, really, really depressing, uh the third book is uh very much uh war of the worlds mixed with a lot of other stuff and the second book is very like that's a uh, ton of content right there so yeah the second book is like the dark heart of africa type of Mm -hmm. book Mm -hmm. uh the first one is very just like victorian era intrigue but it's a world with like magic and superstition and uh, computers that are capable of like way more than their sort of like punch card based system should be capable of. Right. And, you know, airships and, and everything you, it, it feels very Final Fantasy ish in the, the like the early oh, okay, Final yeah. Fantasies. You know yeah. what I mean? Before they were really, really sci fi y and they had kind of more of a mix Airship, of it. Steampunk but, stuff and yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's robots in the world, like steam powered, mm. fully sentient robots in the world. Like, uh, you know, so the, 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 the world is really big. It has so like Stephen Hunt as an author just packs in so much detail. Like there's also every book also has superheroes in it. There'll, there'll be like, there'll be some kind of allusion to a, a superhero. Like there'll be a character who is clearly like, okay, that is clearly that this world's take on this on superhero. what superheroes would be. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like uh, there's a Batman in in one of the early books, there, like a clear Batman analog, right? Like the rich, you know what I'm saying? Like the the billionaire, yeah, uh, vigilante, Batman um, or Iron Man, sure. Yeah, absolutely. One of the later books has a combination Captain America, the Hulk, basically. Oh boy, uh, who sort of rages out on chemical combinations and is just like, I like that. It's super super. It's not. The their, the country that the main characters hail from is obviously has this sort of uh, Victorian England sense to it, mm-hmm. but it's not actually like it's set on Earth way in the future, like way in the future, so far in the future that like continental drift has happened. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. like the the place they are, which in my Another mind, one of my I, favorite settings, far flung future. That's cool. Yeah, it's like, like it. super far flung future, right? Um, 
Like they they make a comment in there. The only illusion that he plays it really cagey as to when exactly it's happening because it's not important. Mm-hmm. The only comment in there that's kind of like that is I think they actually like somebody in their collection has a like a Victorian era coin or something like that. Like something that's actually like a coin from theoretically our time period. Right. So rediscovery. Right. And and they make reference to it being one of the most valuable objects, you know, ever. And, and it's, they don't even know how old it is. It's almost impossible to date. It's, it is unfathomably old, right. Kind of thing. So it's a couple of million years old. It's like finding dinosaur bones, you know? Uh, And well, not, no, I guess not that far back because dinosaur bones are like 60 million years ago. But the point is, it's like that. It's a long so, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The world is robust. It has all of this different stuff. It has like clear roles that characters would play throughout the society. It's a very inequitous society as, you know, sort of that Victorian era kind of thing would be where you've got a wealthy elite class and a lot of criminal, you know, Oliver Twist stuff going on. Uh, yeah. So I just I really liked the whole series. I thought it was fun. I thought it was uh, it was engaging. There's political intrigue and criminal. Intrigue. It's like we talked about with Cowboy Bebop, right? We've got all these different power groups and power mm-hmm. centers, interesting different nations, spy outfits, technology outfits, rich industrialists, governments, magical organizations. Because again, magic's a real thing, and you know, so just it's all there, and all of them have their own agenda. So it's got ma- magic, sci-fi, history. It's got a whole the whole package, really. It is the most kitchen sink. That's why I think it often shows up under like steampunk is usually what it shows up under if you look for it. Mm-hmm. But I just feel that's a really poor. Well, steampunk is generally a loose description anyway, right? Sure. It, 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 it names an aesthetic rather, rather, rather than a situation, you know? Sure, sure. And that's fair. It's just like, this is the most kitchen sink thing I've ever read. Like, if it exists, superheroes, magic, technology, science fiction, aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's aliens, but one of the books has. But it. it's aliens, yeah, yeah, right. Like, I mean, it is all in here. Like, it's just if it is a thing, it shows up in here, right? Like, if it's a if it's a, a convention of storytelling. So I think I think I think those kind of settings really lend themselves to RPGs, though, because they get, they give you so much freedom to work outside the bounds of whatever story you're drawing from. Right. Right. To, to do your own thing, to play play around with with the 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 primordial ooze that they gave you you know absolutely so i and i think it's just a i i actually did run ad D D marathon where i kind of aped the world and it worked pretty well uh like you know i i had i basically gave a little write-up of the world to everybody and kind of explained the things that the players could be and i i did my standard like constrain their character building so they didn't have to learn everything and then decide what they wanted to do yeah and and it worked pretty well but it's the kind of thing that would that would feel better if you did have a more sort of dedicated system to that right well or or it would at least it would i'm sure it would at least take some like to get the best out of it you would need to be involved right you need to have some more time with the world to 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 grok it yeah yep absolutely so that's my first series my second one that's a good one it was i really think it has just it's so wide and so deep it's 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 the pacific ocean of, of of uh of stories and so it's got just so much room for characters to explore uh, my second one is kind of the opposite, where it's really, really deeply, f- yeah, like like narrow but super deep and cool, and it's just a world mm-hmm. that has this very singular tone, but I really liked it. So there's an author named Brent Weeks, 
And he just recently finished up like his, I think the whole series is called the Lightbringer series. That one could be cool. It's like five books. It was originally going to be a trilogy and then stretched to five books, five and a half, if you count the little interim story, whatever. Uh, and and I haven't read all of that one yet, so I don't know if it's good or bad. But Is this the Assassin uh, guy? The Assassin yes, books? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. All exactly. right. Exactly. There you go. That so is a the, much narrow, narrower focus, but it still, I mean, it still has a lot of meat on those bones. And the tone, the tone is where you're really going to shine. Exactly. So this is the one that I would actually pick, which is the mm-hmm. Assassin trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the. Well, what's feel... a quick what's a quick rundown of it? What is that? What is the sure? Feel? So the the story behind the book is basically like again, he kind of mixes up cultures and all of that into into this fantasy world, and you know, he doesn't include you know, a lot in the way of maps or anything like that. It's just, it's all conjured in your head, right? But again, it's a, it's, this one's very definitely a fantasy series. And there's sort of a dark, evil it's magic. It's really gritty fantasy. It's super grit. Like this is, this is like as, this is some, some 40 grit sandpaper grit, right? It'll <laughs> okay, strike yeah, yeah. your flesh off. Um, you're yeah, like, you're, you like Conan? Go darker. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I mean, your protagonist in the story is a young child who has to, who is adopted by a professional super assassin and to be inducted and adopted and have his life saved has to kill the bully that has been making his life hell. Right. Like, okay, that's a dark, super dark and, and a, a power trip. And there's a lot, like a lot of emotion wrapped up in that. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's the the world itself, again, is cool because it has this whole cadre of the super assassins and what they are and like because they they are a race apart, basically. Um, It has lots of different interesting nation states and and how they all operate. It gets into kind of the political machinations of of the the various uh, uh, sort of kingdoms or nation states of the world. Any any story based around assassination is going to have that kind of interaction, right? Like, be yeah, heavy, heavy politics Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, like a really cool, like sort of core magical conception of the world as to where basically like magic itself is toxic. It is. I love that. I I I, lo- I love when 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 people take take what we think just just to think of magic just it pops into existence and yay whatever. And they and they they turn that on its head. I love that. Yeah, it's gross. From dark and sun to this, dark it's like there's really good stuff and destructive and evil in a very visceral way, right? It destroys you. It destroys the world. It, it destroys your your culture. It only takes yes. Uh, with like, and then there's also a subtle bit of um, of like mysticism and craft. It's not where like it's more item based. Like you can you can. Things can be imbued with magic in a safe way, but it's not it's not using magic. It's more like uh, it's it's almost more like imbuing sort of a, a mysticism into it. Think of it like uh, uh, Japanese sword folding or something like that. Mm. Right. Where it's it's almost just a craft expressed at the highest possible level where it where the creation of the thing becomes mystical in itself. Right. The pursuit of perfection, that kind of thing. Um. So there's just a lot of, of really cool elements to explore in the world. And it has – what I love about it is, just, yes, it has a lot of things to explore. But as you said, it's tight, right? Like the stories of the world are dark and gritty and sword and sorcery and yeah. brutal. 
And I think you that kinda, is kind of you kind of got got an idea of what you're getting into right away. Yeah. And I think that's what would make it cool, because I, I like RPGs that also have very narrow focuses mm -hmm. like they're, they're, both can be good. You yeah, can do the whole you. kitchen yeah. sink, you know, Rift style, or you can have this very narrow focus and it's meant to tell a specific story. But everything about the game tells that kind of a story really well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, yeah, those would be my two. I Not as great. good as your two, but I think they I think they've got some gas in the tank nonetheless. I, I yeah, I certainly think they all have some gas in the tank. Those are really, really good examples. I think the assassin one's great. I would love to play that game. Uh, absolutely. Um, so so okay, well are there are there any other IPs that come to mind? Because I'm gonna call it undesigned otherwise. I think that's undesigned, my friend. Okay, that's what IP would you like to see made into an RPG undesigned. Thanks everybody. So if you've got suggestions, because undoubtedly we missed your favorite thing, hey Guess what? Why don't you leave us a review on iTunes with maybe some stars, like five of them, and say what you would do. Uh, what would be your suggestions? You know, drop that in a, in a nice review and say you enjoyed this episode and here's what you would do. That would be super cool. Uh, we always appreciate that kind of thing. If you're interested in following more stuff, uh, you can check out my channel on YouTube. It's under my name, Vincent Venturella. Uh, but as always, we thank you very much for listening to this one. We'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.